Welcome to Oh It's Me, I'm the Red Flag, the ultimate spot to hear me reveal all the ways I've been getting in my own way the last 40 years. I'm your host, Kristen Autry, and what I have learned is that ignoring the red flags in life is easy. It's also the quickest way to create a reality that you don't want to be in. So whether you're here looking to manifest love, improve your mindset, or just laugh at the dumb shit I do, then you're definitely in the right place. Hey guys, my guest today is Sarah Bouchard, and I couldn't be more excited about this. Sarah is a nutrition and mindset coach working with women who want to improve their health and their relationship with food. And she does this by helping them break free of their negative patterns in relation to diet and eating, all while balancing and maintaining positive thoughts towards food and weight loss. And her and I have been business buddies for a few months now. We were meeting once a week and just having these really amazing chats, and we thought, let's record. So we're now doing what is called Casbah Fridays. I'm KA, she's SB. Put it together, you get KASB. Pronounced Casbah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. I'm doing it. It's happening. So you guys are going to hear us at least once a week just talking about everything under the sun, from dieting to dating to men to women, everything in between. And as a huge favor, I would love your feedback, your opinion, your topic ideas, and what questions you have. There's a little survey attached to this episode, so please go ahead and fill that out for us. We would love, love, love to hear from you and enjoy. What up? Hi! Casbah <laughs> Fridays. Ha- happy. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I was just going to say happy Friday. It's- <laughs> Kristen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it I, It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Love these chats. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, we talked offline. And we have this clip that we want to go through today that mm-hmm. is Alex Hormozy and Chris. I, why can't I remember his name? Williamson? Chris Williamson. Yeah. Like, what, it's not hard for me to remember. I, I'm, I don't it's know. It's because I just immediately think of his hot, hot face. No <laughs> name, just hot face. You're too distracted. <laughs> Dickstracted. <laughs> oh, my God. That's one of my words oh that I use with digmatism. Oh, boy. Getting digmatized, getting distracted. It's going to be fun. Mm. It's, it's Friday, baby. It's Friday. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to play this clip and then we're going to talk about it because it's interesting. And yeah. I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of juice in it. So let's play mm-hmm. it and yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, I think also to the same degree, I mean, like I'm, I'm no mating whatever expert, like no idea. I got married early, did all the things that, you know, whatever you're not supposed to do. Um, yeah and if you like if you are true to you like what's the most uncringed thing right is you being you i'm pretty sure that i turned away plenty of girls who were like this guy's successful he's in shape uh you know decent looking strikingly handsome um but they'd meet me and they'd be like what a fucking weirdo (laughs) but the thing is is like And I remember I had, um, there were so many girls that I was like, you're pretty. And I, I, I just don't care at all. <laughs> I love how hard he's laughing at yeah. that. Because he, that's probably happened to him at all. Like, I just, I, I would think it, that's happened to him a lot. Peculiarities, yeah. Who was like, not only like accepting <laughs> of them, but just like down for it. And so. I've, I walked through most of my, and, and to be fair, as a side note, for anybody who like wants to quote, be exceptional, you're going to be different and people are going to think you're weird. And like, you might not get second dates, but real, real, you're not going to want the second date too, because they're not like you. Like when you get unplugged, you're like, oh, wow, everyone's a sheep. This is weird. And you just go on a zillion first dates to be like, yet another one, yet another mm-hmm. one. And every once in a while, mm-hmm. you see a glimmer in someone who they're like, oh, you think for yourself, like you can make your own conclusions. I remember when Layla and I went on our first date. We were we were we went at a, at a frozen yogurt store and so of course i'm like so you know how they make their money here right i was like so these things weigh this they charge this per ounce and i was like breaking this whole thing down and she was like oh yeah and they do this and this and i was like wait you see this too like you it wasn't like just like alex just talking like about the business. child out of the fucking sixth sense or whatever it is. i was so excited because <laughs> I, normally i would just have to like talk i would talk about the stuff that at least i like to talk about because then we'd pass the time <laughs> not good dating strategy i'm just Maybe. to entertain myself yeah but then she also liked talking about this stuff. And I was like, holy shit. Well, and what's the alternative? The alternative right. is to find someone 
who falls in love with a role that you're playing. Right. That's the best that you can hope for. Right. And then lock yourself in to a future of having to perform in a way that this person has. Okay. That was gold. That there's so much to unpack in there. And it, it's so crazy because like I know this stuff. Yeah. Like we get it. Right. And then you hear it and it's like my mind just got blown all over again. Mm -hmm. And I mean, first of all, the sixth sense reference killed me when he's like, it's like you find somebody else who sees dead people. Yeah. And it's so, I don't know, it's refreshing to hear men in a more conscious space talk about this shit. Mm. Because I think sometimes maybe society just labels men as like these big, dumb meatheads walking around like, I just want something to fuck. And it's like the depth of the conversation where Alex was like, no, I see that you're hot. I see that you're fuckable. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I want mm-hmm. something that hits my soul. Mm-hmm. And that it's like, yes, everybody needs to fucking wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a distinction here to be made and it's that sure men are wired to look for casual sex. If it's available, they'll, they'll take it. Right. And he, Alex didn't specify that, but I would probably put money he's, on. He's probably fucked. It's probably been one or two. That he's, like, why not? Right? I mean, everybody's only human. But he married the one that understood and accepted and loved his weirdness and his quirks and shared similar interests and values and whom he could be 100% authentic with. Right? He didn't yeah. marry the ding dong that just, you know, talked about her nails and her fucking lashes for an hour he married yeah. the person or that even the one with. yes I, that is that is the thing you know it's because it it wasn't even the girl who talked about I, i'm trying to think of like a different something that's not so oh my god hmm. it was just like the connection of business that somebody else got, like it, which was so important to him. And that he's like, that's what I talked about on these dates. And I would just fill the silences with what I wanted to talk about. And she could have been talking about something really relevant. Maybe the girl on the other side was a teacher Mm -hmm. or a nurse. And on paper, she seemed great, but it didn't hit that piece of his soul. That was like, this is, this is the connection I've been waiting for. Yeah, totally. And that is where I think a lot of us go wrong because a lot of us are successful in Mm -hmm. some way, shape or form. Like we have Mm -hmm. our passions, we have our drive, we have our own ambitions. Mm -hmm. And then we find somebody who also may have those things, but they don't really align and overlap. And that's, I think, where a lot of us go wrong because then we're just kind of like, all right, I'll talk about this shit that doesn't really mean anything to me Mm -hmm. and I'll pretend it does. Yeah. Well, like Chris said, what's the alternative to not being 100% authentic from the get-go? What's the alternative? You're going to play a part. Yeah. You're, you're going to just show the parts of you that you think are acceptable or lovable, and you're going to hide the stuff that's quirky and weird. And eventually either that stuff is going to come out and the other person's going to be like, who the fuck are you? That's not who I fall in love with. Or you know, maybe you'll get lucky, but why not find, find this out right off the bat? Why not? So I was telling you offline about a story and I'm just going to jump into it because I think I, I was the, just going to say like, well, didn't this happen to you? Like tell your story a perfect with example of not hiding your weirdness because it, that's who you are and you want the other person to see it right away. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. So when Brad and I started dating, the first time we've ever met was at the climbing gym. So right there, that's, we know we have a common interest, which yeah. is something that I, I tell my single friends all the time. Like you want to meet your men and get a fucking hobby, like get off your dating app and get a fucking hobby. And <laughs> no, seriously though, like if you can have a common shared interest right there, that's a pretty mm-hmm. solid foundation, right? Like, and this is an example, like Chris is a CrossFit guy, right? If he was to meet someone at CrossFit, that would be like a common interest right away. So for us, it was climbing. So I met Brad at the climbing gym and we started chit-chatting and we were making small talk. And somehow we started talking about red light therapy, which is kind of like 
that was five years ago ish. So it's like kind of a nerd thing that nobody really gives a shit about unless you're really into like biohacking or like optimization and health and whatever. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I was kind of curious. And right there, whether I did that subconsciously or not, I gave him a little bit of a test and I mentioned. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this up here. I mentioned my coffee enema. So back then I did a lot of coffee enemas, which, you know, great thing to mention on your first interaction with a guy you think is hot. Get it out in the it's open. Like, oh, by the way, I put a tube up my ass with coffee. So it detoxifies my liver. Are you still interested in going on a date with me? Like, fuck. So, so it's so funny because the masculine part of my brain just went... Oh, so she's into butt stuff. <laughs> no. Okay. We're not even going to go there. This is not about next episode. I'm not going there. It's going to be me listening <laughs> only. But um, anyways, yeah. So, it, you know, as I said it, I thought, okay, <laughs> was this a good idea? Maybe not. But whatever. Like, if he's scared and he thinks I'm the weirdest person ever, then he's not the right he's person. He's not my person. Not yes. that there is only one right person for me. That's not what's implied here. But if that freaks him out, good. I may as well He's find not out a right, right person for you. Because this is the kind of shit I do. I'm fucking weird and I do coffee enemas. You like it? Great. You don't? Okay, well, bye. Have a great day. So anyways, that was my story. I love it. Like, it's it's not that weird, to be honest with you. Like, it's it's not something I've ever done, <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, we try different things for our health and like, you know, as girls, we're not, we're also not supposed to talk about poop and farting. And like, do I talk about that stuff? No, but do I do those things? Yeah. Because I'm human and yeah. we hide our humanity mm -hmm. and it's not. And then we have to, we feel like we have to keep hiding our humanity because like now I'm a weird human. We're all fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Every last one of us. Mm -hmm. We need to put more of our weirdness out there so we can attract the right kind of weird into our life. Yeah. And we're all yeah. so afraid to do that. And then we shrink ourselves and we live lives that don't hit that peak of fulfillment because we didn't go to the depth of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you have to, to get this high peak, you have to have that low valley. Mm -hmm. And we're so scared of that vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that. And so right so how right, did he respond to the coffee enema oh he kind of giggled and he was like oh why do you do that right and so i started getting into it and he's like oh cool interesting and it was just like casual like whatever and then we started talking about other stuff like what i don't know what kind of podcast we listen to or whatever. so it was like all right and, breezed right through that and then yeah and then we start talking about climbing and you know so it's right away it was shared values and common interests so you know, I, I guess the message ahead, to the audience is not only be authentic to yourself and don't be afraid of being your weird self in front of someone that you think you might like, because the alternative is just wasting your fucking time or hiding who you really are, but also filter for shit, like have some filters right off the bat. For what are you, so first of all, you need to know your values. What are your most important values? Is it honesty? Is it trust? Is it hard work? Is it whatever it is? You need to find that out, right? Is it self-growth? Is it somebody that's going to be a complete freak <clears throat> of an optimizer? Is it going to be health? Is it, those are all values, right? And mm -hmm. I, I've dated, so the, the person that I was dating before Brad, there was definitely a clash in values and it took me too long to find out. And I don't want to say it was a waste of time because it wasn't. And we had some lovely memories together and he's the one that got me into rock climbing. And so you could go down that hole. Of Wouldn't saying, happen without him. Exactly. But <laughs> love that, that mentality all of that to say, if I had been more clear on my own values right off the bat, and I had filtered for that right off the bat, you know, who knows what could have happened. Yeah. And I mean, it goes along with this, like we're always exactly where we're supposed to be. And you may, what might've happened is you may not have learned the things that you learned oh, yeah. and could have taken a different path. So yeah. it's like, 
that, that's probably a, conver- a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Back to the values. Like I love that because when you know what your values are, I don't think a lot of us really truly sink into what our values are. I know I didn't. I can speak for me personally. Yeah. Because I was in such people pleasing mode for so long that it was like, oh, I like this guy. He's hot. He's ambitious. Like he has a lot of qualities that are very sexy to me that I'm attracted to. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to like sift through that Mm -hmm. to find out if we were actually a good match long term because yes those are things that I want and I I haven't changed them I do want a man who is financially aligned in my values like I mm-hmm. want that's very important to me is that we both visualize the same kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. because I believe that that's a very big reason why people don't make it because they mm. they don't talk about that because it's taboo and it's frowned upon and like just shh, and like everything's fine Um, that's huge for me. But then there were other things, like you said, honesty and consistency is always the one that gets me. Mm. I need so much consistency because of, I grew up with such inconsistency Mm -hmm. that it shifts my internal state a lot Mm -hmm. when there's an inconsistency. What you're Um, saying is, what you're saying is, and this is me just kind of reframing it. I think what you're saying you need is not necessarily consistency. It's trust. Both. Both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, the one thing I was going to say in response to what you said is, yes, you have to know your values. And then I think there's, you know, I, I always say go with your feeling state and go go with your gut because it's it's the North Star for everything that you want to be and do and have. There's a level of compassion that goes along with these values too, right? And I think a lot of times because our society is so swipe left, swipe right, like there's always something waiting around the corner. And when we feel something that actually is fear or a wound within us and we go, this is my intuition. I just know this shit's happening all over again, blah, blah, blah. We run Mm -hmm. and we go swipe left and we find something different. Mm -hmm. I think like this is kind of like a societal level thing. We need to raise the level on more compassion with other humans mm-hmm. and a grace period and our communication styles because yes I could have my value is consistency and you are right like I want to build trust mm-hmm. but if the moment he shows me a a any ounce of inconsistency and I decide values aren't aligned bye mm-hmm. that's not actually me being in my higher self that's me running in fear mm-hmm. and what it actually is an opportunity for me to open that door for trust and say, listen, here's maybe, you know, however I want to phrase this, this is where I'm coming from. And so these little inconsistencies make my nervous system go absolutely fucking batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. So what I would like to do is build this level of trust with you so that I don't feel like it's going to implode every time we have a little bit Mm -hmm. of inconsistency. Mm -hmm. I speaking for myself, I didn't used to get there. Like the, the exact second inconsistency would hit me. I would be like, okay, I really like you, but also fuck you. Bye. Mm -hmm. And so it became this disorganized attachment. It's this push pull within me. And it, it wasn't serving me to not step back and just say, pause time out. This is also another human being with his own experiences, his own wounds, his own story in his head. Why don't I open the door and communicate with him and at least give him the chance to step into this person who I could see him being. And that's where the fear is. It's like, I'm so scared that, and I don't think I'm worthy enough for him to step in and rise to the level I want him to. So I'm going to tell him to fuck off right now. Mm. Never, not once has that ever served me to run in the other direction. I'm trying to remember all the stuff I just said (laughs) that but I'm also trying to remember what went through my head at times when I started dating people and so I'm gonna put it through a different lens which is you know being able to approach a new dating situation that's not yet a relationship that's not yet exclusive where there is no trust yet 
in a way that's not cynical, in a way that is somewhat vulnerable, where you're giving the person the benefit of the doubt and you're really hoping that they are who you think they are, but you're also open to the idea that you don't know them yet and you might be wrong. So it's being able to approach it without cynicism, but without complete trust. You you hoping that they are going to be a certain way, but also paying enough attention to what the fuck they're doing to their actions and what they're showing you every day, every interaction and basing your opinion on that. And the moment that there is something that they do that raises a question, be honest and just bring it up. Hey, this and this happened and it makes me think X, Y, and Z. Can you clarify why you did that? Or can you, whatever, right? Whatever it might be. Whatever communication is. Yeah, people have insecurities and and the first part of the relationship inherently is going to trigger those insecurities because there isn't trust yet. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the most trigger happy time when you first meet somebody and you really like them. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. And the, the only thing I would add to that is all of that, like when there's no trust in a relationship with somebody else, that is when you need to have the most trust in yourself, like Mm -hmm. to really build the foundation of a relationship, the way that most people envision this relationship is to have trust in yourself and to not run when shit gets just a little bit rocky, but also know when all of the rocks are starting to crumble down, that that is when it's time to go. But I, I, I know for me, I can't speak, you know, I don't like to speak for other people, but that was where that in between of like, there's a little rock falling and the whole Mm -hmm. fucking mountains coming down. I didn't trust myself in that interim to allow, you know, to, to give the mountain an opportunity to stay put. And I, so I would run in the beginning, Mm -hmm. even though I was really energetically hooked, I would run away. Mm. And because I didn't trust myself. And I was like, if I stay in this at all, I'm going to be more and more and more hooked on this person. And then I'm going to, it's going to be three years down the line and I'm still going to be pining over them and they're going to have moved on and have three kids and a wife. (laughs) I mean, talk about catastrophizing. Hello, Kristen. Enter Kristen. (laughs) But I I do like all of that. You know, what you said, it's, it is, there's a discernment there between Mm -hmm building trust with somebody else and already having that trust within you. And I don't think a lot of people really trust themselves when it comes to relationships, which is where all of our insecure attachment styles come in and we cling or we run or we do what I do, which is both. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I think all those insecurities are a little bit of a byproduct of our current dating culture, right? It's not just this internal, you know, it's the fact that people have, casual sex like it's no big deal and fuck culture man yeah yeah so there's a part of that um I think there's also a part of of the culture that's very much into like playing games and not being the first person that texts and not being the first person that calls and it's like can like are we teenagers or are we adults like for me like when I entered every adult relationship that I had in the past decade, it was like, like, if you're not going to call me right away, I'm going to call you out on it. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to ask for you, are, are you really interested? Because like, don't waste my fucking time. Like, I'm not just going to sit here and wait for you. And it works a lot better when you haven't slept with the person yet. Um, <laughs> I, I, concur. <laughs> I second that opinion. <laughs> yeah. No basis on on my experience in life, just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman, yeah, get your it, shit together. And you know, and I I was in San Diego, which I will <laughs> say is a lot of, I mean, it's it's like high school at the bar to mm-hmm. some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved my time in San Diego. It 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 just I look at it as like from that lens where it's, it's the game, like gameplay mode activated. 
mm-hmm. beach town gameplay mode activated. And it is, it's, it's a little bit of that, that power struggle. Like whoever cares less has more power. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely a cultural thing. Absolutely a cultural thing. No, it's burned into our subconscious that like, yeah. I can't text for this amount of time. Or if yeah. I do this, I'm yeah. too much. Or if I show this, it's, it's over the top. And like, I let's start rewriting that narrative to mm-hmm. make space for that fear we all have within when we get to dating in our thirties and forties. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to go through this heartbreak again. I'm fucking terrified of this heartbreak, Mm -hmm. but that fear is keeping all of us from again, hitting that vulnerability peak to finding that peak of fulfillment with somebody. Mm -hmm. Like we are just keeping ourselves in that, that zone in the middle of safety where it's like, yeah, I can't get hurt, but I'm also not going to fall in love. Well, at least I, at least I got laid. Like, yeah, let's start I mean, shifting that because I think it's, it's sucks. equally as important to be able to expect effort from the person that you're starting to date or see or whatever, and also putting in effort and not feeling like you're going to get burnt, right? And and that goes with the trust piece, obviously, but you have to be able to expect a certain amount of effort from the man that you know you're hoping to be with dating yeah if there's no effort there and he's constantly playing games then you know I would I would give that one chance and I would call it out right off the bat and I would say listen I am really interested in you and I don't want to waste time if you're interested too like let's just let's just be real with each other and like get this going like you don't have to pretend that you don't like me like this actually turns me off. And I and love no, that. That's hitting so many triggering wounds in me right now yeah. from just old patterns because like my my subconscious mind right now is going, yeah, but like there's there's not this and like there's not a lot of men and they all play games mm-hmm. because of what I have been through. And I know I know a lot of these women personally who feel that way. And I'm realizing now is like looking back my higher self now the version of me sitting here right now is like yeah because you were in a complete lack mentality you didn't believe what you wanted was out there Mm -hmm. and you didn't believe in your worth that you could find it yeah and so everything you're saying is like spot fucking on but Mm -hmm. a lot of women won't do it me me particularly I wouldn't have done that because of that lack mentality because Mm -hmm. I thought yeah but I have him in the palm of my hand now Mm -hmm. and now in a little bit of time is better than cutting it off now because if I say something like that to him and he says, like, no, bye, mm-hmm. then what am I going to do? Yeah. And my advice to anybody who's feeling that is start shifting that. Start telling yourself every day that there are plenty of men out there who want to give you what you want. There are, you are worth finding what you want. It's absolutely available to you. There's 8 billion people on the planet. And you have to start believing that when you have that conversation that you had, like, yo, this is what I'm interested in. I don't mm-hmm. like the games. I don't want to play them. Mm-hmm. If you want to do this, let's do this right. So we're mm-hmm. not fucking the foundation of our relationship up. And yeah. if you don't, I am going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That is where I lost it. The I yeah. am going to be okay because yeah. I was like, no, I won't. I'm not whole without somebody. I'm not complete without somebody. I need well, you. And again, that it's talking about filters. Do you know who Adam Lane Smith is? He's a dating so. expert. He's like really, really Surprisingly, amazing. I don't. And super insane. You should follow him. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the things that he mentions, which is something that you and I have talked about, and I've mentioned before even following him is, and I was giving that advice to a friend of mine who's been single for years and who's been trying to find her man online. And, you know, it's like, okay. And I'm not going to say her name. Let's call her Sally just because (laughs) our standard name that's our standard so you know I would say Sally are you looking at finding your husband she said yeah I would really like to find my long-term partner that I'm gonna be with hopefully forever and I said okay cool so what's your profile like on your online I've never been on uh I've never dating it so I'm like a complete retard I don't know how that works but (laughs) um Anyways, I asked her, what, what does it say on your profile? Like, and she said, well, you know, just like casual dating, whatever. And I said, 
well, why? That's a bunch of bullshit. Like why advertise yourself as someone that's looking for casual sex when that's the last thing that you want? You're going to be stuck in those situations where you sleep with someone for a few days and then it's done. They ghost you. And then you wonder what the fuck happened. Like, no, be honest. She said, well, yeah, but what if they get scared? Well, what's the alternative? <laughs> if, if, Let people, them. if men get scared that you're looking for your long-term partner, and you're serious and you, you specify, you know, no casual, I'm not interested in anything casual. Then you're then weeding the, out the people who are going from that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, anyways, I think it, it was that a lack mentality. A, it was a little bit of a light bulb moment for her. And another thing also that I'll say, and this is something that Chris Williamson talks about, um, the tall girl problem. So that girl happens to be tall. She's my height. And she wants she, a tall man. What's that? She wants a tall man. Yeah, she wants a tall man. She had it in her filters that the guy couldn't be shorter than six foot tall or something. And it's like, okay, so you have all of these filters, number one, that are reducing your target audience or your target demographic to like, I don't know, maybe fucking 5% of men. Like, because when you think about it, like you, you want a man that's in shape that makes, makes over a hundred K a year that is over six foot tall. And you have all these prerequisites, like you're down to 5%, you know, like, and it's like, okay, not to be a bitch, but what can you do to get yourself in the top 5% if this is what you want? Do you think that's a realistic expectation? No. Okay. Well, you know, your filter, you might want to have at five foot eight. <laughs> like who gives a shit? <laughs> some people, some people, I mean, I, I, like tall is one of the first things I notice. hundred percent. He's tall and has a hot face. Jesus God. Hold you me know back. what Chris Williamson is not tall. Well, he can sit down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't give a shit if that man was. Fine. And and the, the thing is, actually, the last guy that I that I I think I talked about him last week, um, but that I was really hooked on, I he was, I don't even know if he's five nine, mm -hmm. and it's weird because I have like typical push pull about the things that you said, mm -hmm. because I do think when you focus, like when when I imagine what I want, yeah, it is top five. It's probably top one percent. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, do yeah. am I building the belief more and more that I'm worth top one percent? That I think I fall in the top one percent? Absolutely. Okay, let but, me stop you there. It's not but, just a belief. You're making yourself into that person. You can believe all you want that you're in the top one percent. I'm very sorry, but if you're obese and your health sucks and your your well, then you don't believe it, and your mindset is shit. You can believe all you want that you're 1%. You're not fucking 1%. It's not a belief then. Yeah. Because a belief is when you become it. Mm -hmm. A want is when you say, I want that, but I'm not willing to become it. I'm not doing it. I'm not willing to do the work that it takes to, to be that woman who right. can hold space for a man like that. Mm -hmm. And you are right. Yes. I, we just have different definitions of beliefs and wants, because when you believe it, then you think it. When you think it, you feel it. When you feel it, you fucking do it. That's the belief cycle within you. And when yeah. you do it, you fucking experience it yeah. eventually. So yes, you are 1000% correct. And that is what I'm doing. Like I'm moving more and more into that woman. Um, and I also think, you know, when, when we, if I were to focus really be like, oh my God, I want a one percenter. Like I gotta, I, I gotta lower my standards because I need to get more percent in there because it's too rare and I can't find it. Mm -hmm. And that is where that push pull comes in. Mm -hmm. Because I, don't do that. Nope. Make yourself into that 1%. When yeah, you, when 100%. you imagine that, yeah. oh my God, that relationship that I want, like, but there's if, a reason I haven't found it because I won't let up on that vision. Yeah. So now I realize it's because you're not becoming that person, Kristen. Now you have mm -hmm. to become it. And now yeah, I'm on the road yeah. to getting it. Here's the second thing I will say where I 100% agree with you. It isn't about the physical characteristics because yes, I love tall and yeah, like I like a well-endowed man and like, I want the sex to be fucking mind blowing. But at the end of the day, I can get that from a guy who's five, nine. Mm -hmm. I can get that from a guy who, you know, doesn't have the biggest dick in the world. Okay. Like, so hang on one sec. It's the Here's feeling it. you want. 
there's a big difference between a big dick or which is another conversation we're going to have at some point between that and the height and comparing it to someone who has a good body. You can't control your height. You can't control the size of your dick. You can't control uh, same for a female, right? Like my boobs are small and that's just how it is unless I want to get implants. But the point is something that's not modifiable, like height, it doesn't show any piece of character of that individual. Their body <laughs> composition shows me a lot about what kind of person they are. Do they work out? Are they willing to work hard? Do they care about their health? No? Mm, okay. Not interested. And right. But here's, harsh, but here's that, the thing, Sarah, yeah. like, and I'm, I didn't, I didn't make my, my point on this. Yeah. When you are so focused on, it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter on any of it. Yes. There are values behind that. And you're right. Tall yeah. doesn't make the character of a man, but guess what? Like if he's a little bit overweight or you judge him completely on whether or not he goes to the gym five times a week versus two, like that doesn't make his character either because he could step into, or you could step into his life and activate something in him that mm -hmm. has always been there. Yeah. I'm and, not relying on that though. I don't want to rely on that ever. And the thing is again, like, but it's not how, just... how can you not like, how can you say, I want him to be perfect? Exactly. Nope, when he steps perfect. into my life, he has not to be perfect. exactly what I want. Not perfect. I want him to align with the core values that I have. One of my core values is health. If he is showing me that he doesn't care about his health, I, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Well, and yeah, and that goes to my point too, is like, there's, my whole point was if you take your, your mindset off of the external and what it needs to look like, mm -hmm. there's a feeling behind it. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling behind all of it. Like there's a feeling behind him being tall, which is that I want to feel protected and I want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling behind him having a big dick. And it's that I want to have orgasms and, and feel really emotionally fucking connected to somebody in the bedroom, which actually doesn't require a big dick. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling that you want from somebody focusing on their health. And it's actually not necessarily a six pack abs or rock hard body because you can get that from steroids. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the feeling that you want behind every physical characteristic behind every value that somebody brings to the table. And my only point of all of it was if you focus on the feeling that you get from that imaginative situation, you'll, you'll find the feeling within and that's really your intuition. Mm. So when these red flags come up, because you could also find somebody who has values of health that you're mm -hmm. like, and then you focus on that and you go, yeah, but he's really into health. And that's a really big thing for me but there's like six other red flags here that your intuition is screaming at you that it's not mm -hmm. right. But you're mm -hmm. so focused on that one core value that you stick around. And then mm -hmm. you're not like, why am I not fulfilled? Because well, you you're focused on the both. external. Yeah. You filter for the feeling really. And yes, there, there's a, there's a give and take with, with looking at who somebody is, obviously. I just think we get caught up in looking at, the things that we want and when it's not there instantly or it's not exactly what we think it should look like we give up on it um and my whole message is just to teach women how to really listen to that inner voice and whether or not that inner voice is telling them hey stay or go because sometimes when it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. and that voice says stay and you do it. It's mm -hmm. the best thing against all right. I don't know why I just feel mm -hmm. like I should be here. Mm -hmm. And you listen to that. And then the best thing of your life shows up or the, the things shift into the best thing that's ever happened to you. Like, I can't really totally explain it. I hope I'm making some sort of sense. It just like what you're saying plays into what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. I just don't think we navigate from an internal place on this stuff enough. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, when, when I always say, I think we're saying the same thing, we're just using different <laughs> words. Yes. Every week we say that. Yeah. Um, I think this might be what's happening here a little bit, but I'm not even sure. Like, and I think ultimately that like, 
I don't think, I think a, you've done what I'm saying. I think I, you personally have done what I'm saying. I think well, there's a lot of women out there who think, don't. I don't think there's a specific formula, but I, I do think it's a mixture of filtering for the right values, knowing your values, knowing what's important for you, what's yes. not negotiable. Um, and, you know, I'll give you an example. And this is going to get... I will like, too. Put put a pin in my example because I have one too. <laughs> again, um, no, no names. What's a good name for a dude? We'll just call him... Ben. Ben, sure. I've never dated a Ben. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, we'll call him Ben. <laughs> Me so, either. <laughs> so Ben and I started dating. That was years and years and years ago, probably eight years ago or something, seven years ago. And when we first met, I had this very, very strong phys physical sexual attraction to him. He was really attractive and there was just something about him. And um, through conversation, I found out, you know, he was a really solid man, had really strong family values. And I had a feeling that I could trust him based on that, based on the conversations that we had and the values that he was showing me that he had in conversation. So I had good reason to think that he was a solid person. And, you know, at that point in time, I hadn't identified quite yet that health was a really important value for me. So I didn't filter for that. He was a smoker, which grossed me out, but I was so sexually attracted to him that I just like, and again, to me, that's not it wasn't that like it was a red flag and I, I would, that's where the part with the feelings to me, the belief and the feelings this is actually a really good example is confusing because for me, the problem, it. the problem there was more so that I hadn't identified the value of health being key and not negotiable. I hadn't identified that. And so I didn't filter for that. I ignored it. I went past what, I was like, eh, it's kind of gross, but whatever. Right. And afterwards, there were a few more things that happened in the, the next few months of dating him. And we went on to date for almost three years and had a fantastic relationship on so many levels. But it took me way too long to realize that health was one of my core values and it wasn't one of his. And that was going to create big issues, which it did. Right. So it wasn't a feeling. It, for me, it was like, I didn't know my values well enough, so I couldn't filter for them. Yeah. I, and that that's a perfect example. Yeah. And, you know, it, I guess along with that, it's like anytime we enter a relationship, like there's always the risk that there's a value that we haven't uncovered because it's yeah. never been presented to us. Yeah. So there, and, and, you know, I heard you say like it, it took me way too long to realize. Mm -hmm. Did it though? Mm -hmm. Because you're in this spot now where yeah. your body is mind fucking blowing from climbing rocks all the time. And you have this guy who's so invested in that with you. And it took that relationship mm -hmm. of with the smut with Ben to realize that like, this is not what I want. Mm -hmm. And so that actually made me realize like, hey, give yourself some grace because there's always a possibility that yeah. it could not work. And you yeah. are right, like to get really, really clear on your values mm -hmm. is huge. And I would say like the value is a feeling. It is a feeling. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of intuition in it because I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, for me smoking right off the bat, like that's all, I've never tried a cigarette. Yeah one of the very few things in my life that I've never tried. Yeah. And see, I'm an ex smoker and it grosses me out, but I understand the psychology behind it. And I knew, you know, at that point in time, I was trying to justify it by saying, well, it doesn't mean he's always going to be a smoker. And also it doesn't mean he's not a fantastic person otherwise. Right. So let me, let me ask you this then, because this is, this goes to what I was saying before, like you could have entered his life. And if you had said, mm -hmm. maybe this is, this is the, discerning part where we need to yeah. communicate <laughs> our values. Like, Hey, smoking is a non-negotiable for me. Mm -hmm. I can't be with somebody who smokes. And he had said, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to work every day to, to quit because I want you in my life. That happened a few months down the road, by the way. Oh, it did. Yeah. So, so it wasn't the smoking that ended it. 
no, 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 no. He, a few months into it, I, I, you know, had hinted a few times that I wasn't a fan of it. I was an ex smoker and it, it bothered me. And, um, and it was, I was trying to do it in a non-critical way, but just being honest with the fact that it was a habit that was a huge didn't, turn off. And, yeah, it didn't and I think he needed a motivation to quit. He had, he wasn't like a, a really hardcore smoker anyways. And he was like, well, I'll just quit. I've been wanting to quit anyways. I was like, okay, fuck, okay. Awesome. perfect. And he quit. So that was kind of, a, it was not a non-issue afterwards, but it's more about the example of like, and I don't want to say, you know, oh, it took me way too long. I know that's the words that I, I, I use, but inherently I am who I am today because of the experiences I've lived. So I right. don't want to regret any of that. Yeah. But if yeah, I had exactly. to do it all over again, like tomorrow, I would know what to filter for way better than I did back then. Well, right. And that's, that's what we can all say, you know, like yeah. the, the version of me now would never date him. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but the version of me now wouldn't be me without having dated him and having gone through that experience. So we're always where we're supposed to be, but yes, ultimately I think we're saying the same thing. Um, always. and, and there, I know it, like every time we talk to one another, um, you know, I had a friend too, who used to say, I do not want to date a man with kids. Mm -hmm. And she because she had a very bad experience with a baby daddy mm -hmm. who lied to her and was leading a double life. And it, she's like, I just, I don't want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And she bent on that. She compromised on that. And she dated somebody who had kids and it didn't end well. Mm. And she said, I knew I didn't want to do that. And I said, now you have solidified this. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do that to yourself again, because you're living in a lack mindset thinking, well, this, I have to take this because it's here and it feels good right now. It feels, mm -hmm. it feels, you know, 90% good or 95% good or even 99% good mm -hmm. because there's that 1% that is not a compromise. It's mm -hmm. a sacrifice yeah. that you know in your heart of hearts you're making. Mm -hmm. And that's where that feeling comes in mm -hmm. where it's like, Nope, I'm, I cannot. I cannot sacrifice one percent because that's you abandoning a, a piece of yourself, yeah. and leaving it on the ground and saying this piece of me isn't important. Yeah, and that only stems from what I was saying, which is a feeling. Mm. You have to know that about yourself mm. and give yourself the grace to fuck that up because we all do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tricky because the thing is like, I can't have hindsight five years ago. I only have hindsight yeah. on what I lived five years ago now, and I'll only have hindsight on the present in two, three, four, five years. Right. And it's so easy to look back and be like, duh. Do you know who Tom Bellew is? Yes. I love him and his wife. Yeah. They're amazing. And they've been married for, I think, 20 years. And they yeah. often talk about their relationship. And one of the things that really stuck with me that Tom has said in the past is ultimately, if you're someone that has a growth mindset, you have to filter for that first and foremost. Yes. And when I think about when I was talking about Ben, quote unquote, earlier. Um, <laughs> good old Benji. Good old Ben. That, that was ultimately what it came down to. Is it, you know, he wasn't an unhealthy guy. He was super fit and seemingly very healthy and he ate well and loved eating well together. And But there were things about him that, yeah, there were things about him that I, I don't want to say should, but that signified he was not someone with a growth mindset. He was showing me he didn't have a growth mindset. He wasn't interested in bettering himself. And for me, like, if, that's an like, even bigger value than health. It's yeah. growth. I want to be with someone that's interested in becoming better, not just yes. physically, but mentally, emotionally learning spiritually financially yeah. yeah sexually yeah all of it yeah yeah and that's it's not you know maybe that's i think it is part of our problem as a society as a culture we i think we expect ourselves to show up perfectly so therefore we project that and if somebody doesn't show up perfectly standing in front of us right now right as they are we swipe left mhm mm 
and it's like, I, it's kind of full circle to what I said earlier. Like you mm-hmm. have to trust yourself enough to know, yeah, you know, in this moment, like if this doesn't work, one, I'm going to be okay. And two, I'm going to be able to discern enough that I, I need to walk away because mm-hmm. I have a, a growth mindset and an abundant mindset. Yeah. Or at least I'm working on that, yeah. you know, and that's, that's, that's hard when you've never lived in that. I don't need perfection. I just need somebody who's willing to grow mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Tom Bailu and Lisa Bailu, I, I love them. And Alex and Layla Hormozzi too. What? Bailu? What? What, what do you say? Bilu? What? French, don't ask me. I say Bilu. Maybe that's it. <laughs> B-I-L-Y-E-U. <laughs> Oh my God, they're both going to listen to this podcast and be like, you dumb women. <laughs> yeah, you dingbat. I, I don't care if they listen to this podcast, I'll be thrilled. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and Alex and Layla Hormozzi too. Like, they're just, I would, you know, we just watched that clip with him saying, like, I did everything you're not supposed to do. I got married early, but mm-hmm. I think ultimately, like, that even if he didn't know it at the time, but he waited for somebody who didn't give him those little red flags in his intuition that we all ignore so much. And, you know, you, I, you kind of even not in these words, but I feel like with Ben, you were like, I see and feel that little ping that is telling me this is not right, Mm -hmm. but I'm justifying it with other things. Mm -hmm. And if you really sit with yourself and you let yourself sink into that, like, am I ignoring things? Am I justifying this relationship somehow? Am I making excuses because doing the quote unquote right thing feels too hard and too scary? Mm-hmm. That's, you have to listen to that. It's it's really hard to listen to that sometimes. But mm-hmm. the alternative is like you said, you keep yourself shrunk, you keep yourself, mm-hmm. or like Chris Williamson said, you just keep yourself in this little box and pretend to be something you're not mm-hmm. yeah it's not worth it don't do no. it ladies or men nobody yeah. do it get yeah. out of the box yeah <laughs> step away from 